Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey. This is your host, Jersey Joe, and it is a wonderful rainy day here in New Jersey. It is still summer, however, it's not quite autumn. So I have a phrase for it. It's called fummer. And what does that mean? It is preseason hockey week where the rookies start filtering in and then the next week after that the veterans come in and they start showing up and doing their routines for the season and the other guys that haven't you know made the roster will show in camp who they really are what are their characteristics like you know on and off the ice and will they perform to a certain standard. Oh, everybody, everybody. I know this is a little uh, similar to something I did on a Google Sheets uh, from the 22-23 NHL projections I did. Um, just looking at what I did with the Devils. Um, so I did a little projection last time around, maybe a few months back. And with the Devils, I'm going to have to um, remove a few guys from this list because of either something going on or guys got traded or moved. So if you go, Joe, why did you do that? Um, there are some reasons behind it. So first off, let me start off with Nathan Bastion. With the way he plays on the third and fourth lines, he can be a center and a winger using his big body. And plus having a guy like Pilat around and Miles Wood, I really believe a guy like Nathan Bastion can get on average to 22 to maybe 32 points in a season. And most of them will be like redirects and stuff like that. Um, with that being said, I think he's going to be a critical uh, piece on the fourth and third line, obviously. Fabian Zetterlund will definitely play a big role because if you remove Pavel Zaka because of the trade, I think he gets at least half those points from 42 to 21 easily. So... That being said, there's a baseline there, 21 to like 28, more average to conservative. So that's something that I see. Jesper Bokvist, I think, is finding a niche. And his niche is going to be right around the 34 points if you take last year's numbers from the average. So he's going to be someone that could help round out the top nine and be a dynamic center and when he's away from the center position, he's not as creative and as productive. Um, speaking of productive, Jesper Bratt with that uh, one-year deal, he is on pace to break 79 points. I really think he's on the pace to hit 85, maybe more. But he's definitely going to be a critical factor in this year's team. And speaking of other factors... Jack Hughes, um, definitely 
I think he's going to hit 94 to maybe 110 points easily if he stays healthy and just keeps scoring at his normal pace. Uh, if we look at Nico Heischer, if he puts up a similar average like he did last year, he can easily hit a conservative 70 points. 70 points if he shoots the puck a little bit more. And I've said this before on Puckberg, that if he scores a few more goals here and there, maybe hits 75, maybe hits 80 points. But definitely uh, stay tuned for the next couple weeks because uh, the Puckberg podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network will be coming out soon. It'll also be on video, um, most likely on YouTube and Twitch, uh, where you can find it there in the next few weeks. I really think the Devils are on pace. Like I mentioned about Bashan, he's going to net plus four points. Bokvist, I think, is going to net 11 points plus more than he did last year. And Brat more than six points. So he sure will net 10 plus points. Jack Hughes, I think, will net 38 points more. So I'm going to move on from Andreas Janssen because he's been streaky. He's a 40-point guy in an 82-game season, so he's hot and cold, but he's going to net maybe five plus points at the most. But Yanni Kokkonen was bought out. McLeod, I don't think he's going to be around the team that long. And Mercer, I think, is going to be an even 42 points. But if he does break out because of Brunette being the power play guy and the incoming head coach after rough leaves... Definitely going to hit maybe 50 points or more. So I can see that happen for Mr. Mercer. And Igor Sharangovich is on pace for 50 points. And I can definitely see him scoring 30 goals easily this season if he stays on the same line with Jack Hughes. Now, Tomas Tatar is going to be interesting where he can net easily 32 points. And net a plus two points in this season. Maybe a little bit more now since they added Andre Palat. So maybe 40. Just throwing that there. Uh, Jimmy Vesey signed to go back to the Rangers. Uh, Miles Wood, if he stays healthy, 30 points easily. Playing third line minutes. Definitely a big body up front. Can net five plus points. Uh, from his normal average. Now that Pavel Zak is out, uh, I look at Eric Halla to get at least 22 points, maybe 30 to be on the safe side. But now that uh, the Devils moved on from Ty Smith, <clears throat> John Marino, most 90, 90% of his uh, points will come from assists. And P.K. Subban is not on the team right now. So I'm going to put it this way. That's 48 points off the table. So let me put it this way. If you have someone like Nikita Ohotiuk and Kevin Ball, you just split 24 points each 
uh, to those two guys. And maybe Brendan Smith gets maybe five points because he's there to be a physical guy. And you have uh, White being someone who can net 12. And if Dougie Hamilton is healthy, I can see him going from 40 points to 50 points. And Severson is averaging around 47. So I expect him to be better on the power play. Siegenthaler, I see him being around 16 points, two goals, uh, something like that. Now, with John Marino around, I definitely see him being a bit more of a two-way guy. So maybe he's going to have... 20 to 30 points, uh, mo- like most of them, 80% of them are going to come from shots on net that are rebound goals, redirects. So those will be assists most of the time. So 10 to 20% of those goals will be goals of his own. So um, that's just something that I thought of. And then Vitek Vanacek, and if you also have a guy like, maybe Blackwood and you have maybe Nico Das splitting the role. You have three guys and the doubles don't do seven like they did last year. I think they're in very good shape because if you split the the two guys, the first two, v, Vitek Vanacek and Blackwood, you're going to consume maybe... 62 plus games and then you maybe have um Nico Dawes get maybe 20 games out of that for those guys to get a rest and so that way the Devils keep their top two uh goalies fresh and crisp and clean and ready for a deep run if they are uh, in the playoff hunt. And I can see them being in the top four in the Metro. Because as I mentioned before on the other show. That a couple of the teams in the Metropolitan. Like the Islanders are getting softer, slower up front on the forward group. They have a good goaltending situation. They have a really good uh defensive situation but their offense is getting older and slower so it's going to be a lot harder to sustain and their prospect pipeline is not as sharp as it used to be um with that being said Lou Lamorello really didn't do them a good enough job so let me put it in this way the Capitals are still going to be very good but I don't think they're going to be excellent the Devils and the Capitals will be fighting tooth and nail for the third and fourth spots. You're going to have the Penguins that are miss out maybe five, ten points to the Devils and uh, the Capitals. So the Penguins will lose those critical points. And Ty Smith, I can see, coughing up uh, a few goals here and there because... When he passes too much and he gets too fancy, then you can see why the Devils moved on from him. And you can see why it was an easier decision. Plus, 
uh, Nikita Hochuk and Kevin Ball, having learned a lot in Utica, is one of the reasons why they were able to push Ty Smith out. So internal competition is the phrase. And speaking of which, I have an article coming out today with InsideThePuck.com. And I'm talking all about that. Plus, if we look into the coaching situation, bringing Ryan McGill into it along with Andrew Burnett, you're essentially trying to keep the fire lit under Lindy Ruff's uh, contract year. I don't see him returning after this year because... He's at that point where does he really want to go through another campaign? Plus, when you approached Burnett and you brought him in, I think they have something, you know, cooking already. So if anything falters, Burnett takes over in a heartbeat. So either way, it's going to be Burnett's coaching staff. And I think the Devils will be in really good hands because the... Other hire, I know the other podcast mentioned this. Sergey Breland is a winner across the board. Several Stanley Cups with the Devils, being someone who played in the, the Russian uh, Red Army team. He's definitely someone who knows what it takes to be a winner and successful at the next level. So with that being said, there will be a lot of accountability with this team. And this team is not going to be something that's going to be run over and squashed. I can see them trampling over the Flyers. The Blue Jackets will give them a little bit of trouble, but the Devils will overcome it. I see a lot of positivity. And I know Mr. Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty, was against Jack Hughes getting 100 points within three seasons when Pasha made that prediction, that bold, hot take. I like that. Um, if you look at that, you're feeding fire to the Devils, and they're going to do a lot better because they have more motivation on top of it. So you're just making them hungrier. Guys like Sharon Govich are going to start clicking. Alexander Holtz had a better offseason. Improving his... Strength and conditioning and puck control. If he can get stronger on the puck, I believe he will start taking off. He doesn't have a problem shooting the puck. It's just a matter of staying strong on it. So with that being said, I definitely see the East, which my buddy Neil Villapiano calls it, the division of death. But I also look at it as a change of the guard. In the division of death. So with that being said. I can see a lot of movement. With the Devils trying to make different moves. Also fun fact. I have an interesting story to tell you. After I have some Jasmine tea. So for those of you who don't know. I like covering prospects. I love analytics. And I like doing comparables. The other day, I had a, my tweet of Devils draft pick Peter Hauser, who scored a goal against Team USA, and he's 
predicted to be similar to a Ryan Hartman, Max Pacioretty. And fun fact, Peter Hauser's agent retweeted that tweet. And I actually messaged his agent and I can read it to you. Um, so his name is, well, I'm going to keep him anonymous. I decided to just leave it at that, but you can look him up later. So he goes, he is a gold star client in North, in North America. In Europe, he is my client under MAPO agency for the last four years. He goes, I know I've known him since he was 12. Uh, always been a key player for his teams. And I asked the question, how did you know, find out Fitzgerald and his staff were interested in Hauser and eventually picking him? He goes, uh, we talked a lot with their Czech scout. He took that decision at the draft table. And then I asked again, I was always having a feeling that not only the the Devils check scouts over the years make a final decision. I understand that Patrick Eliash does give insight to them about the other uh, check draft prospects. He goes, Patrick has probably something to say to these picks before uh, the draft, but at he at this time he isn't at the draft table. And I said that's exactly what I was thinking because the Czech scout got us Malik and Pitlick. Uh, so Jakob Malik was drafted in the second out of the second Czech division. Uh, that's a step below the Czech professional league. And drafting Yarmir Pitlick, who played in one of the Czech leagues in his draft year. And Pitlick, I think, is playing in Liga, if I remember. And uh, then the agent goes and says, yes, Malik is a very good goalie. Big future. And I said, Malik, to me, is on the right path. I just need to see a few seasons between Czechia and Utica when he's ready. And the agent wrote to me, in my opinion, Pitlick should play in the AHL and needs to get the North American style into his blood. And I said, I love that. Pitlick needs to be in Utica and maybe after his season ends and gets an ELC. And then I also mentioned, I love the big body grit, strong hands he has. Every Czech player I see are usually big, powerful, and get shots off quick. And it goes too late after the season. He will not uh, get there if he stays in Czech. Uh, Czechia another season. So that's what the agent said. Um, And I mentioned to the agent, the big problem is the Devils are overloaded in Utica with the big stockpile. It will look more like a Colorado Avalanche farm system where more guys come up the system, etc. And he says, yeah, uh, that's the organization decision to be strong in the AHL makes harder for all prospects to get into the system. And I mentioned to him from a draft and podcast guy's perspective, I infer guys like a hot joke and ball to force Graves and Severson out on defense over time. 
I see Fitzgerald making a way to bolster their wings and add size there. So that's what um, I spoke with uh, Peter Hauser's agent. And I actually um, going to keep more in touch with different player agents when it comes to uh, prospects and more insight. And I thought, you know, sharing that would be very interesting um, from last week. And you will hear me talk a bit about it on Puckberg, you know, Puck Tales on that podcast. So it was a fun time. Anyone who has a really good uh, hockey origin story, I will tell you this, uh, go on there. And the guys on Twitter, um, I will tell you his handle. He's a great guy. It's uh, it's at H-P-U-C-K-B-E-R-G. So it's going to be a interesting time uh, for people to listen to other hockey podcasts. So... He's actually a um, Colorado Avalanche fan, and it was a very good uh, conversation I had with him, and I recommend you guys and gals follow him, and definitely, like, with the season beginning, like I said earlier in the podcast, maybe two to three weeks, I'll be updated, and so I can't wait to have my first hockey article uh, published very soon. And now um, there's also a new hockey podcast called The Trap. It's a part of the New Jersey Devils uh, podcast group. Uh, It's called Devils Twitter Community. I added um, Mr. Botch to the group. And he goes, hey, guys, hope you all had a great holiday weekend. Opening week of football and rookies report to camp next week hockey looms here's a little something to kill some time share if you dig oh yeah i dig him and uh by the way i know him because he's a local guy just like neil and we're all from the ocean ocean grove little silver area so um we are all monmouth county central new jersey guys so it it's a great thing like me not only having my own podcast, but I love going on other podcasts and sharing a different perspective. And it's not just for the New Jersey Devils fans. It's also for hockey fans in general to have a say because most of the time you have these other uh, team-based podcasts where they don't talk about certain things and they keep it um, tighter and they don't want to hit different subjects. Meanwhile, we, the ind- more independent uh, podcasters, want to be more constructive criticism type people. So I want to keep it that way, but I also want to be able to e- help educate uh, the listeners. And also, if the listeners have questions or critiques, you're more than welcome to hit me up. Um, so I'll give you my Twitter handle. It's at J E R S E Y 
J-O-E-11 underscore N-J. And I also have the podcast handle is at heads underscore up underscore hockey. And it's a very good thing to follow. Um, For those of you want me to talk a little bit more about not just the Devils, but anything outside of that, I'm more than willing to talk about it because, you know, once hockey season really starts, college hockey season takes off too. So with that being said, I can't wait to see the new batch of players to kick in. And before you know it, the season's underway. So happy post-Labor Day and stay safe and happy Hockey Miss is coming. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heads Up Hockey Podcast. This is brought to you by our sponsor, Vigit Technologies. It's a wonderful sports fantasy wager app for people in the U.S. who can pick games, whether it's in the NHL, you know, choosing the over or the under, and winning Vigit tokens yes i even play myself it's not um the the real type of wagering it's fantasy wagering but you actually if you win a lot of tokens you can actually get amazon gift cards and stuff like that and other great prizes throughout the app and it's available to those in the u.s so i encourage you to uh, try it out and support the show and uh, use promo code HUH2021. Thank you for supporting Heads Up Hockey.